What is up, everyone? Welcome to today's news tonight, episode nine. We're almost to ten. Almost two weeks we've been doing this. We're pros now. I'm your host for this episode, Steve Bowling. I'm joined by my fellow co-founders, Ash Paulson and Derek Bittner. And of course, tonight, as always, we have a very special guest, someone I'm honored to call a close friend and who constantly destroys me at fighting games, none other than Imran Khan. How you doing tonight, man? That is a that's the close friend part. That's not a lie. The, the fighting game part is a huge lie. Because remember the one time <laughs> you and I like played Mortal Kombat together, it was that like uh like two players versus an AI thing where the AI cheats like crazy, and you were doing ninety nine percent of the work, and I was like, it was like the equivalent of like when you and your dad go to play baseball, and like you're you're like t- like eh, and your dad's like throwing like sixty mile an hour pitches. I'm like, <laughs> I, I I kind I threw a I threw a I was going to say Hadouken, that's not Mortal Kombat. I, was, I threw like a Sub-Zero thing or whatever, and that did some good. And like, I think eventually, after like five tries, we eventually won. But no, you held most of that down. And I was like, I, I know how buttons work. I, affected, I know the foundation <laughs> of pressing a button on a controller and a thing happens in a video game. And that's as far as like I could get in that <laughs> fighting game thing. <laughs> See, yeah. I was thinking back to Koei Tecmo when we were playing Dead or Alive, and you were just oh, yes. wrecking me. Like dip, every dip. single round, and we they were like, "Hey guys, we're gonna close," and we were both like, "Hey, can we have just a few more minutes? We have a score to settle." And they're like, <laughs> "All right, fine, we'll pack up everything around you guys." And we kept playing. I think I I took maybe one round, and oh, that wow. was it. <laughs> dinner so, line, dinner so, I'm pretty good at, so that so, one yeah. I could see. What I'm getting from this, Imran, is that you and I have to play Smash together then, because if you're good at fighting games, I assume you're good at Smash as well. And I dare you call Smash Brothers a fighting game. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I know. Well, so we're I, already getting that, deep into. I know. I, I will do this with the caveat of no one is good on at Smash Online, but I I am okay at Smash. I was able to beat Steve and I are actually fairly equal at Smash Online, if I recall okay, yeah, correctly. I, I think we got more or less sim- like your Cloud was generally better than mine, but I think my Richter was better than like yes your Cloud. Uh, My you're, Mega you're Man Richter, will take on yeah. your Richter and your Cloud at once. Let's go. I'm ready. Let's I mean, do it. Poor, I like Richter. Poor guy can't uh, recover to save his life, literally. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I feel bad because I remember Imran and I were talking about playing Smash. And I was like, oh, you know, be forewarned. I'm not very good. I always say that. And... I, I used Little Mac and I just bodied him like the first round. And he was like, What the fuck, man? You said you said you weren't good at all. And I was like, I'm not. And he's like <laughs> Um But eventually he he figured out my little Mac and started just countering me like crazy. But uh yeah, your Richter came out on top of that session. Well like see, I, you played the I eventually game. didn't work around him. You played the long game because like I saw you back at the kind of funny uh intramural va- game tournament, whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> like you were in the finals playing Smash yes, Brothers. Yes, I was. And that time, that time, I remember you looking back at me because you're like, I could play Ryu and I think I'd win, but I kind of want to play Cloud. I'm like, no, play Ryu. What are you talking about? And you're like, <laughs> no, no. Uh, no, no, it was, what was it the opposite? You actually, you played, you played Ryu and you could have played Cloud. And you yes. ended up losing that because you didn't play your yeah, best, your was, main there. I didn't play my main. He was uh, Alex O'Neill or who was it that won? Who won? I probably should not, uh, but I do not. I, I choked, but he was Pichu, and I couldn't get any moves to hit him with Ryu. I was like, Ryu and your damned reach, your nubby oh, limbs. Like, I could have yeah. been hitting Pichu with a damn buster sword. But yeah, my hubris See, cost me cost me the championship. 
Steve, your problem, I can tell you your problem right now. I didn't even see the match. Your problem is that you're using the wrong buster. Not the buster sword, man. Use the mega buster. Then you would have won. Yeah, no. Come on. Yeah. No. Also, obligatory Mega Man reference of the episode. Yep. I, uh, I'm awful at uh, Mega Man. I can't, I can't make it work. It just feels too He's unhappy. a very no. technical I, I was going to wear a Mega Man shirt. I decided not to. <laughs> nice. What? I, what? I, uh, okay, so literally, right before this, I went to go throw some clothes in the laundry. The Mega Man shirt was in there when I came to, like, you know, change clothes for this thing. It's like, oh, crap. I just put it in that big laundry pile. So, could not this time. Nice. Oh, well. Oh, man. Well, that means we have to have you back on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, With, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, whoa, whoa am I about that. But um, <laughs> real quick, before we jump into the news, I just want to remind you that if you like what we do here at today's News Night, you can support us on Patreon.com at Patreon.com slash Gaming to watch us live every weeknight at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern for just five bucks. You also get an MP3 for that. There's a bunch of other stuff on the Patreon. I'm not going to bore you with all the details, but... We've got some news topics for today, and we've got one of the best news people in the business with us for that. So let's go I'm, right into it. To be fair, I'm dating <laughs> oh. one of the best news people in the business. Me, That's myself, true. retired from that. But <laughs> Rebecca Valentine, Journalist of the Year from the yes. Gamer Awards. That is yes. awesome. Wow. Rebecca, cool. also a close friend. And yeah. I Sweet. one, I'm in love with the two of you dating. Like, it's one of my <laughs> favorite, most wholesome things in the universe. I remember when you guys first started dating, and she told me, I was like, yes. <laughs> like, this is the best. I love it. So I'm, I'm your, super your thrilled for both of you. Your ultimate shit comes to life. Exactly. Like, I she, had no she idea. She is the newsletter shipping... in the relationship these days. I'm more like the, the host, I guess. Mm. That's true. That's yeah. true. Imran Imran has really been doing what we're doing now longer than us. <laughs> so uh, teach us, oh master. First, <laughs> exactly. Our our first news topic. IO Interactive has released a teaser trailer for Project 007. I think we were all expecting a Hitman game, and we kind of got one. <laughs> like, we're definitely yeah. going to kill people in a secretive fashion, but this is not at all what I was expecting. Uh, I'm going to throw it to you first, Imran, because I'll be honest, I haven't had a chance to watch the teaser yet. Uh, have Have you checked this out? What do you think of it? I haven't watched the teaser. I saw their announcement. I was like, hey, we're working on James Bond game. I was like, oh, that's perfect. That's literally perfect. That... I, yeah. One, we don't, we don't get enough spy video games, and Hitman is probably the closest to a spy video game we've gotten in a long time. I think... IO Interactive has clearly wanted to stretch their narrative muscles for a little while. Like, there's some of that in Hitman, but that's not the draw. That's not what people mm. really come to Hitman for. But there's, like, these really expensive and elaborate cutscenes and, like, even ambient dialogue and ambient story and all these little things in world building going on in these games that they want to explore. And I think now they have a license that they can actually, like, do that with. And they've... What I was able to see this this they're doing an origin story of James Bond of a I guess a younger James Bond you know first getting into the business probably you know killing some people as he is wont to do but <laughs> if you, you could take I mean I don't imagine they're going to one to one take the Hitman gameplay and just make a James Bond game out of it but you could do that and it would still work perfectly fine it's also going to yeah. be fun because this is a yeah. perfect opportunity to just throw in all those 007 gadgets. That mm-hmm. really feels yeah. like they're going to go through here because they is it's an origin story and it's also going to be a wholly original story according to the tweet. Uh, the teaser trailer really doesn't show much. It's like a gun chamber no. loading and doing that. It's There's just no the gameplay usual, whatsoever. Like, gun chamber view, yeah, like yeah. down. I think it's his PP7 silenced silenced PP7 something like that. I think it's always associated with James Bond. Yeah, I'm very uh, intrigued by the idea of a James Bond origin story, the very first one, as we've been saying. Um, yeah, the teaser doesn't tell, doesn't tell us much, but I'm super into this. 
And I don't know if they're going to have their own version of the character or if it's going to be based on anyone's likeness. My guess is the former. But I'll just come out and say it. If it is going to be based on a, on an existing Bond, I hope it's the Daniel Craig version because he's the best Bond. Don't at me. Fight me. Whatever the kids say these days. Daniel Craig's the best Bond. Mm-hmm. There, I said it. I'm I'm just excited yeah. for what some might call a tactical espionage action game starring James Bond. <laughs> I mean, uh-huh. I, am I the only one that when Metal Gear Solid was a thing, I was like, man, this would be a good Bond game. Like you could I mean, you could put like Snake this. in the Tux. Yeah, so that's true. There is, there yeah, is that whole true. aspect. So I, I hope at least there's like a, a tracking briefcase that Bond can throw. Just like tie it back to Hitman in some way. Mm-hmm. Like be like, just just make it canonically a gadget. Just but, no laptop guns, please. No, or yeah. Perfect Dark. That was Perfect, oh, yeah, that was perfect, perfect dark. dark. That was Perfect Dark. Okay, okay. I, I, I yeah. will say there's there's so much potential here, and I, I'm ex- I'm genuinely excited for it. There's there have been some good Bond games. What was it? Was it Everything or Nothing? That was pretty yeah. good. Third person, third was, person Bond, but that was also like much more of an action stuff. game. Yeah, mm-hmm. like they're all action games. I think that's one of the reasons I'm excited about this one is that Hitman. You could theoretically play it like an action game. Like you could take a gun out and just shoot everybody. You mm-hmm. die real fast, but that isn't an, an option. <laughs> uh, but like. This is not a a game that has to follow the same rules as, you know, a first-person shooter from EA. Mm-hmm. They can just they can make a Bond game where you don't kill 700 people on your way to the second level. You can just like kill that one person and get out or like not even kill someone. Go sabotage something or I imagine there's no way they can get around it. Seduce someone or something like that and like <laughs> that is the level goal. And I think that's that plays perfectly to IO Interactive strengths. And this like I said, this is a match made in heaven. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited for this. Um, I haven't played a ton of Hitman, but I've, it's been one of those series that's always kind of been on the periphery for me, and I've always wanted to. But, you know, as we often say in this business, there's always something else to play. <laughs> so yeah, I, 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 I find that uh, the like, original I desperately hit- want to cover this game just mm-hmm. so I have a good reason mm-hmm. to play it. Anyway, sorry, yeah. Derek. Go oh, ahead. no, I was going to say, I did play a little bit of Hitman, and I had watched a, a streaming series of somebody playing it and just basically they pass the controller like here's the mission your turn see if you can do it fail next person try it's really entertaining to see everybody try to like have these different methods and it really sold me on the game just how many different ways you can do all this stuff and it encourages that within the hitman games where okay you did it this way cool you can play again and try a completely different method and still get the uh kill and it's fascinating i made me pick up the game didn't get to play it too much but what I did play was like, yeah, this feels good. This is like I tried some of the earlier Hitman games and they never clicked with me. But these new ones that they've been putting out really do a great job. And as everybody's been saying, perfect bond, perfect bond game. Mm-hmm. So this is mm-hmm. interesting in that I was just looking this up. Polygon says this is a IO Interactive's third uh, self-published title, like Hitman 3. Oh, wow. and yeah. Huh. So I they inked a deal a year or so ago, um, maybe more than a year, when Hitman 2 came out, that inked a deal with WB for a second game. A, I think they called it a new IP. I had assumed it was this, but I guess it's not. So hmm. are they still, do they still have that WB game? Or is that just gone now that WB is seemingly like, not as interested in playing or making video games anymore? That's a good question. Hmm. That's the question. Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe, but I, I can... I feel like this game is almost destined to be a bestseller. Like, I can't imagine IO screwing it up. Yeah. So, 
maybe they saw the the beginnings of it and it's like no no do this and just sort of sold it you know yeah i'm i'm yeah. really curious what like what do they have another product or project behind this or like is hitman 3 and this all they're working on or is there just more io interactive news to come mm-hmm. right i hope huh. there's more to come i i've yeah. been consistently impressed by what i've seen from them so more more is good as yeah. far as i'm concerned <laughs> I just uh, had a, a thought, a, a fun thought, because each Bond yeah. is kind of different. Like, Connery's the smooth one. I think Roger Moore is, loves the gadgets. Uh, Daniel Craig is definitely the more hand-to-hand fighter one. I think, uh, uh, I, I well, maybe it's because of GoldenEye. Um, uh, Pierce Brosnan was always the more gun one. Maybe a few big gadgets as well. I think it'd be kind of cool if you, like, trended towards a different kind of Bond. Like, the different Bonds... Mark your trajectory of what what kind of bond are you? I don't know. You know I like like a fun. skill tree that just is like Craig. Uh, you know, like yeah, yeah that would be cool. Like, Build your yeah. bond. Yeah, like a like a bond yeah. archetype. But um, <laughs> right, you know, you know what I really since we're putting our hopes for this game out there, I was crushed when when rumors were circulating about Idris Elba being Bond, and then that just never happened. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Give give me Black Bond in this game. Yes. I would. I, I think would now he's a, down. Now he's probably we too old. We may already for the role. have that, and we actually may already have that when uh, No Time to Die comes out because I think they cast a uh, well. At least as far as we know of what the story seems to be, they I think they cast a black woman in the role of the new Bond that that hmm. Daniel that, Craig's that is Bond the interacts with in the movie. Mm. Yeah, which if so, that's even better. Give me a black female Bond. That'd be even cooler. Yeah. So. We'll see. Although I do, at the rate this uh, COVID stuff is going, we no time to die may come out after this game. Who knows? But <laughs> yeah, I'm still crossing true. my fingers. It's soon. I'm waiting for that movie. One bit of a cruel, I guess not irony, but you know, an interesting little note is that years ago Square Enix got rid of IO Interactive and they sold them off to themselves essentially because they were trying to make room or make room for resources and money for what we now know as the Avengers project. And the news today was Avengers Kate Bishop and IO Interactive as their new Bond game. And the Bond game more or less took over the entire news and not a whole lot of people paid attention to the new Avengers update. So yeah, they yeah, kind of came out ahead in that, in that standoff, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know, it's, it's a shame with Avengers because it had potential. But uh, <laughs> it's definitely squandered at this point. Like, I, there's no road to redemption for Avengers. Yeah, I think it. What it, the potential died when they couldn't get the next gen version out day one, and that was that was yeah. their one chance. And yeah. now no one's yeah. people will come back, but not enough people for it to matter. And I, I saw somebody like, else mention that it was you know Kate Bishop that was is the DLC character, and because of COVID, there's no show Disney Plus show to back it up for the Hawkeye show that would have oh, that's true. really introduced Kate Bishop to people. Right. That was sort of the yeah. idea. So timing has just not worked enough in their favor. <laughs> yeah, I have a friend who's really excited about the Kate Bishop drop, and but he's also a massive comics guy, both Marvel and DC, and he's already devoured Miles Morales. So he's just waiting looking for anything else to consume and uh you know even he will admit that the avengers game didn't live up to anywhere close to its potential but he said he enjoyed at least the story and the fan service so he's Mm. i guess looking forward to it in in that kind of limited sense which i can totally appreciate uh Mm. really quick uh thank you dan and twistle for uh for telling me your name lashana lynch is the actress who was playing the new 007 in no time to die oh okay so thank you for clearing that up i couldn't remember her name cool yeah so Let's move on to what I suspect will be the longest segment of this episode, <laughs> Capcom. 
Plans mm. for the next four Oof. years of Capcom games were released as part of a ransomware attack. And Imran, I specifically wanted to include this on tonight's episode because I saw you tweet about it. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I think we all have some some feelings about this. But I want to throw it to you first to kind of break down where you're at with this leak. I've been, I've been conflicted. And I've been trying to figure out, like, what would I do were I in charge of news to, like report on this or not because this is a release of data from a ransomware attack and capcom did not pay the money for the i don't know how much we were asked to pay but they sent that email a couple of days ago saying hey we were part of an attack some data got out a lot of data got out Mm. including um like like you said the next four years of details resident evil launch plans the they have data on employee like personal data uh addresses payment like bank uh, no financial information yet but we don't know if they actually like you know do have that it is it is an ethically murky thing to uh uh, report on and i don't begrudge anyone who is reporting on it but i do know i do think that like if i had to come down on it i probably would just go hey this happened but it's not these are things that are not unexpected and i i don't know where you guys fall on like saying what those things actually are or not. I mean, I, that when I was gathering up news, I purposely, I, I've seen what some of them are. I don't know the full breadth of them because there's a mm-hmm. lot, but I've seen yeah. some of them. And as well, I was looking at this, ex- as I was looking at this, it's like, I, I can't reveal this. It just feels too big because there are some massive, massive plans revealed in these. And to just put it out there, it just seems to be playing into the ransomware people's like they wanted to punish Capcom and they're, doing that it just feels wrong to report on it's like this is what capcom has in the line and i i i'm excited by it i think there's a yeah. lot of potential there but it sucks that it was revealed because i know i know that has to be crushing to see these things shown yeah. and not having it and a lot of them are likely extremely early in almost guaranteed but right also, none of yeah, it's like, it's a, i don't want to mention know. them at all personally None of it's shocking. Oh, well. Like, they're all games yeah. that are like, you know, oh, Capcom's making sequels to the games that sell really well. Like, crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm still in that same boat of like, you know, I, I, if we, if people report on it, then Capcom is, it does what the ransomware people wanted, which is it creates a, an incentive for the next person to pay. Mm-hmm. So right. I, I understand, like, uh, me personally, I just wouldn't report on it then. But, like, there have been things that – so one of the things that is now just out and, like, was not part of today's leak. It was part of a, day, a couple of days ago. But they have a uh, a PC skew for Monster Hunter Rise. Right. And that is a thing that, as an example, is going to hurt the Switch version, undoubtedly. Because yeah. now you know – that game is going to come out for PC eventually. You could have assumed it would have like it was not un- illogical that that game was going to come out for PC eventually. Right. But now, if you don't have to buy it for the Switch, if you don't want to, you could get a better, undoubtedly better performing and better graphically version. So that is a thing that you know is going to hurt their next plans. I'm sure Nintendo is pissed about that sort of thing. There's the details they've released now have been details from like 2018. There are rumors of, like, let's say a Switch revision. Like, those mm. rumors that are, like, have come from Washington Post, Bloomberg, things like that. 
if those are in that data, like as they start releasing more, that is going to like be a massive issue. That's going to be a thing that does not yeah. just affect Capcom. That affects Nintendo. That affects like yeah. a bunch of partners. So like, yeah, th- this whole thing is I, I am torn because it is all incredibly newsworthy, but it's also things that just feel dirty to talk about. And I also have to like kind of uh, reckon with my hypocrisy a little bit because I I have devoured that Nintendo hack a couple of months ago. Like that was, I just love reading everything about that. And I don't know what the major difference between those two things is. One just feels more evil than this. I I think maybe it's because the Nintendo stuff was from years ago. Right. This is from like recent and the future generations ago. It's, you know, maybe not something Nintendo wanted out there with, with their giga leak, but it doesn't actively hurt them from what I can tell other than, Oh no, Luigi's, throwing up the middle finger and Yoshi looked, you know, this is yeah. what Yoshi looked, looked like. And, and as Jared editor said, both did have doxing, which does make it, you know, not great, right. but because well, of all of it, I this just, just feels so much more malicious than the Nintendo one did. I think anytime you're dealing with illegally acquired data, like stolen data, right there. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's first off a huge difference between, a person on the inside leaking information to the press, right? Like that's somebody who has access to this like normally in most cases, but this is somebody actually like attacking the company, you know, and, and stealing the data. And then in the case of Capcom, trying to extract money from them to keep them from, from disseminating the information. It feels especially grimy, like Mm -hmm. the way this data came out, you know, um, these people deserve jail time in my opinion. Oh, for and, sure. and the, I mean, oh, they're going to the get context, it. <laughs> I mean, the whole context surrounding this is completely different. I, I, I completely agree with you guys. They're, yeah, let's not know, forget the Canadian or Australian hacker who like got next gen info way back in the PS3, Xbox 360 days, or was it PS4 and Xbox One days? Who I think is in jail watched. now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah. um, Kotaku like like reported on those leaks. You know, uh, what Orbis and Durango. So yeah, that was PS4 mm-hmm. and Xbox One. And that guy is in prison. So I yeah. I don't know that uh, there's, you know, I, I, I'm confident that huge billion dollar corporations will definitely find and and <laughs> get the hacker in trouble that did all this. I mean, they have the money to, to track these people down. So I'm not concerned about that. I'm really not like worried I mean, yeah. about ramifications coming to the person that did this because a billion dollar corporation will find a way but for the doxing aspect alone i hope whoever is responsible like they need to be prosecuted to the fullest right. extent of the law right like, to say nothing of all the sensitive information but, here you know in terms of their business just doxing employees alone hmm. to but me, I, says, I like what punish these people i i like what imran was talking about earlier about his hypocrisy because i feel the same way like sure. i you know on one hand this is definitely news. Like it's big news too. Like a bunch of games we didn't know about have inadvertently hit the internet. You know, uh, plans to you know, um, you know, the exclusives are not actually exclusive. Those are big newsworthy things. People, you know, that are in in normal circumstances are absolutely worth reporting on. <laughs> so it's really <laughs> yeah. hard when you when it's like, oh man, you got all this info that people definitely want to know. But it came about in this really shitty way, and and you have to yeah. decide, like, do I, you know, is it, does the newsworthiness of the actual information outweigh the shittiness of how it was obtained? And I think for a lot of this stuff, the answer is no. Um, yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, like, 
the event itself outside of the information contained therein is absolutely kind you know worth talking about we're talking about it now because it's worth talking right. about uh, but it does present a major ethical question as somebody in media who who has to present this information in a responsible way I suspect this yeah, is actually going to happen more often too cuz like yeah. the reason this happened is cuz Capcom uh, does not and cannot have the same level of security around its network when everyone is spread from like working from home like this is a direct right. result of covid like and i a lot of other people are in the same boat a lot of other companies are in the same boat gaming companies non-gaming companies we're going to get more hacks like these that do pre- present things like and it also may be a part of like the fact that we're also like closely uh built into the gaming industry like if this happened with say marvel and they started saying like, "Oh yeah, well here's the next like ten years of Marvel movies. You you can bet your ass I'm gonna like read all that stuff and like be like, oh cool, they're, like there's the Kamala Khan movie. I'm excited about that. <laughs> like, but like when this happens in like in our own industry, I start I feel like oh, I these people are victims here, and you know it's yeah, weird to talk about a company right. as a victim, but a company is made up of people. And IGN has a story today that a lot of people who don't even work at Capcom anymore had their details leaked." And they had, they are now at risk of having their identity stolen because there's a, like actual personal details, social security numbers, things that are on like payroll information that could, does yeah. put them at risk. Mm-hmm. And Capcom, as of right now, is not doing a great job of like securing them. But also, what can you really do at this point? I mean, the damage is done, right? I mean, they've, the, the, the attack has been carried out. They're already trying to extort the money from them. The damage has been done. Uh, I guess at this point it's about controlling and mitigating it. But yeah, I mean, as you were saying, Imran, that there's so much sensitive personal information flowing around out there that that alone makes me not want to report on the specifics of it because, as you were saying, we don't want to encourage the next ransomware attacker, you know, to, to do the same thing because they saw that it worked in this case. You know, on the other hand, though, as you guys have been saying, it is difficult not to talk about some of this stuff because I'm looking at the, the extended list of stuff today, right now, that came out. And, of course, I'm not going to talk about it. You guys, anybody who wants to go find it can find it. But there's some really provocative stuff to talk about here, uh, you know, including something in particular I know you guys know I want to talk about, but I won't. Yeah. Um, yeah. Boy, but, wait, uh, I just put a bl- like a huge <laughs> – gee, I wonder what I mean, that could be. That, know, it's right? definitely Capcom rebooting Kingdom Hearts. That's obviously. what it is. Obviously. Obviously. So, like, one of the things that I kind of – hope happens and like maybe not as a direct result of this but just in general it's like maybe the video game industry should stop being as secretive as it is and like mm. it would if this sucks uh, undoubtedly mm. but also capcom announced resident evil 2 at the project pitch they mm. literally had like a thing like the we did it t-shirt and all that stuff and then they didn't show the game for another three years and like it didn't take away from that game's reveal or that game's sales or that game's quality that it was revealed at its pitch. It, like, people were still happy to see it at that, uh, I think, PlayStation E3 conference. Mm-hmm. Like, if they did just say, hey, yeah, we're, we're working on this game. Like, we know, we know you guys are really excited about the sequel. We'll show you it when we have something to show. But, like, it should... Video games are the most secretive industry that I've ever been, like, a, a spectator of. Maybe it doesn't need to be that way. Maybe Nintendo doesn't need to hold games until like three months before release and like then reveal them. Maybe they they can make Switch owners feel better saying like, here's what 2021 looks like. Who knows? Like that's that is a big sea change that the entire industry is probably not ready for. But 
you know, it would prevent things like this from being damaging, honestly. It would, yeah. but there's like there's so many moving yeah. parts. There's so many stories out there of this. They do announce a game, and this is coming, and then stuff happens behind the scenes, and all of a sudden it's canceled. So it's, do you want to deal yeah. with the bad press of this game that everybody's really excited for is suddenly canceled? I Legends Three, <laughs> you know. But like you said, like uh, <laughs> Kate Bishop's not out. Like the the TV show's not out. Mm-hmm. No one's raising pitchforks. Like. It'll come out or it won't. Who can, who really knows? But like, if it doesn't, people are going aren't going to be that mad. They'll mm-hmm. just be like, okay. If we, if we normalize the fact that sometimes these things happen, then I think people will be like, it would yeah. be a big cultural change for the game industry. Which is why I don't think it's going to happen because of this no. or overnight. Good, but good like, luck changing yeah. the game industry. That's, <laughs> that's <laughs> but like <laughs> it, it would be cool if like video games could just be less secretive overall. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. Oh, you know, actually, we were talking about the uh, about that in the Nintendo Gig League a few episodes ago, Emron, and we were talking about how if they wanted to, Nintendo could monetize the shit out of all the stuff that leaked in the Giga League and yeah. put it in an art book. They could sell that for really whatever they wanted, and all the enthusiasts would happily lap it up. But you know, that's but that's not the culture of the game industry. It's all about secrecy and and to, to a point i understand that but i i do agree with you Imran. i think we need to see a gradual shift away from that to help there, kind of extend the tide against these kinds of things happening there are two comments in our uh, chat right now that i think are worth discussing what first one should be a little quicker and this is more towards Imran from rob Arman x who says i mean we have stuff like square where the whole meme is that they announce things too far in advance that's fair i mean sure but also we only think that's weird because it's not like what everyone else does okay like yeah good point ff7 like if they were more clear about what happened at ff7 if they said hey yeah cyber connect wasn't making the game we wanted so we brought it back in we're rebooting it we know that's taking longer but i I promise the game will be fine and guess what the game came out the game was great so Mm -hmm. like if they had just said that then I think people will be like, okay, yeah, that's actually kind of understandable. Because if they come out and say, yeah. like, the next James Bond wasn't coming together, but we're rebooting it and we're, you know, we're fixing parts of this, people wouldn't freak out. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, okay, that's how movies work. Yeah. And to You're be right fair, around. I mean, oh, go ahead, Steve. I was going to say, conversely, Nintendo has done exactly this with two games. That's what now. I was about to say. We've got yeah, Bayonetta yeah. 3 and Metroid Prime 4, and. Uh, people aren't like you know. You don't go into Nintendo's Twitter mentions and see well, people three screaming games. Breath about of the Wild it. Two. We haven't heard anything of since it's Fair. reveal. <laughs> but we've at least True. seen footage of that game, yeah. maybe. But you know, for Bayonetta and Metroid Prime, all we've got are our logos, <laughs> and <laughs> uh, people, you know, were were genuinely like pretty pretty hype about Retro taking Prime Four back. So, you know, that was a case where Nintendo was like, yeah, we had this outsourced. We didn't like how it was coming together. We rebooted it with the, you know, with Retro back in charge. And people reacted, by and large, positively to that. So I, I do think Imran's got a valid point here. Like, if, if the game industry was more open about uh, the development of the products they're seeking to sell us, you know, it, it probably wouldn't be as big of a deal as people think it is. Tim Lear has a counterpoint to that almost. Where they say, uh, I think it's also about competition. Companies don't want to, sh- uh, to show off their cards, especially with next-gen consoles being sold purely on so many promises. And it is that weird house of cards thing where like, they, we start normalizing other things and it's like, well, all of a sudden it's open season. Like, ah, Square is making this. Uh, we should do this as well and take a, do, do, do the whole thing. It's that whole DreamWorks versus Disney thing that happened early on. It's like, ah, we know Disney's making 
a bug's life, so we're gonna put out ants to compete with them and do do better and get it out earlier. <laughs> I mean, that my worked. counterpoint to that <laughs> is I've been playing Sackboy on PS5. That game is Mario 3D World, and Mario 3D World comes out in a couple of months. No one cares. Like everyone's just like, all right, cool. There's now two three Mario 3D Worlds that we can play. Uh-huh. Uh, no, I never considered that, but it absolutely is. It's Mario a, 3D World. I'm not it's, 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 that game is okay. a lawsuit on a disc, honestly. Like it is litigiously <laughs> close to Mario 3D World. Well, that's so funny. I, wow. didn't, I didn't. I mean, in sports, I've seen the trailers, but I haven't played the game yet. But I, yeah, that's funny that it's that similar. <laughs> yeah, it's even got four player co op. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, you can see that trailer. Right? I didn't think about that. Uh, real quick, from earlier on, a fantasy thinker fan wanted to know: Do you guys think these details getting out is going to impact uh, if some of these games are even going to come out now? Like, do you think they'll uh, be like that and be like, oh, it's been spoiled. We're going to cancel it. So some people do get like that. I don't I think that a company it. would would no. out and out cancel a game just because information got out. I think people are going to view it that way if anything in that list changes. Mm-hmm. Like, because let's talk about it. it's four years. Like, a lot can happen in four years. People mm-hmm. can just decide, hey, this isn't yeah. coming together. We're going to scrap it, you know, for whatever the normal reasons would be. And people will say, oh, well, I saw it on this leak three years ago. So clearly that's the reason why it's it's no longer being worked on. Yeah. So I do think the blame will get assigned uh, to the leak, but I don't, I think whatever games disappear or move from that list will disappear for whatever reasons they would have regardless. I don't think I mean, Capcom's going to let the leak influence their, their, you know, force them to change their plans. But I could be wrong. Who knows? I think people should expect this not to be a set in stone roadmap. And I know a lot of people are going to see it as that. But, you know, we don't know exactly when this data was from, right? So uh, things could have already changed in terms of release timings and, and release windows and such. So I know there will be people out there who look at this as gospel and be like, okay, this is when A, B, C, D, E, and F are coming out. But that may have already changed. It could change going forward. So I think, you know, while this leak gives us a, a, a top-down view of generally what to expect from Capcom in the next three or four years, which sucks for Capcom, and I hate this for them, um, I, I do think that there is still a lot of room for, you know, maneuverability and and change in what Capcom is actually going to do with uh, with everything we're seeing in this league. So I don't. I, I think people should expect that to be fluid. Personally, a good a good example of that is uh, RE8 RE8 Village. Like from what we know, based on leaks from uh, I've forgotten what site. Rely on horrors like Dust Golem. He was a prolific Capcom leaker over the last two years. Uh, RE8 originally started as a Resident Evil Revelations game. It ended up testing super well. And then they're like, why don't we just make this a main series game? So like, if if three years ago we saw that game on a list, it would say Resident Evil Revelations, I don't know, three. Switch, whatever. And yeah. then now it's now Resident Evil 8, not Switch, PS4 <laughs> or PS5, uh, <laughs> Xbox Series X and all that. Like, that changed massively. So, like, there could be things on that list that are going to bear no resemblance to what we actually do come out with. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to know that. So we might just think, oh, they must have canceled. Uh, I was going to name one of those games. But, like, they must have canceled that Resident Evil game on that list. Mm-hmm. And But as far as we know, it could be, it could become Resident Evil 9 one day. Or it could become Devil May Cry 6 or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Because Resident Evil yep. 4 is such an perfect example of how that can happen how we got so many spinoffs from resident evil 4 because they couldn't figure out what they wanted to do with it and then when they actually were going forward resident evil 4 we could have ended up with ghost adventures instead of you know the spanish countryside is there's so many different ways it could have gone and changed so much over its development 
So you know what? Yeah. Speaking of Resident Evil, that's a perfect segue Ooh. to our next news topic. <laughs> we have uh, the first images, not leaked or at least not <laughs> illegally obtained, uh, from the Resident Evil movie reboot, have been posted online. Um, this comes from our ROE Network on Twitter. Yes, uh, I believe it stands it's just for Residents of Evil Network. Yes. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm not familiar with the account. But no, I'm it, not either, but couple... I just saw it. <laughs> yeah, so so it basically says, our first look at what appears to be the Spencer Mansion plus new photos of Star's helicopter from the upcoming Resident Evil movie reboot. Um, I mean, looks spooky. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate the accuracy. in a Resident Evil movie. I mean, I, I, I said for a while I'd always wanted to see if Resident Evil actually covered the first game. What's weird about this one to me is that it seems like they're covering one and two in this movie, which seems like a lot to do all in one place. But I mean, I guess right. it makes sense. Like, honestly, one is a little light for a movie. Like, True. Yeah. You're just kind of going, you go into the mansion and then like Wesker pulls like Loki style tricks for three hours and then the movie ends. <laughs> like, Good point. I, I could see like bouncing between the two. I'm, I am so well worn on those two, those two stories that I'm not sure I'm interested in watching like a movie about them. But like, it would be cool if they do an accurate one. Like, get more people like yeah. to recognize. I I wonder if you talk to uh, Joe Schmo on the street and say Resident Evil, and they, if they knew what it was, I wonder would they know the game or the movies? And hmm. I think maybe Capcom wants to draw like wants to draw those things together. Be like, hey, no! If you come into Resident Evil Nine, you'll you'll actually know the storyline, mm. or whatever. Like the beginning is a storyline, not the full storyline, because certainly yeah, it takes a while. We but, need that movie yeah. where <laughs> where Chris punches the boulder. <laughs> <laughs> someone shoots. Yeah. A, you see that Western yeah. guy? Someone shoots a rocket into his eyes. Mm. Like that is uh-huh. that. But yeah, I I'm more interested in the CG movies. But now that I say that, I realize there may be too many Resident Evil movies coming out, and that like that makes me tired. Like I don't. <laughs> yeah. If I start thinking about how much Resident Evil media is coming out, because there's this, the Netflix show, the CG movies. Oh, I forgot like, about the Netflix show. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm, like I don't want to oh. watch all this stuff. I'm just gonna do nothing. I'm gonna play the game. That's it. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. There you go. I'm skipping all of it. It's too much. I'm going home. <laughs> all right. I think we. I think we covered our interest in the Resident Evil movie. At least of four pictures. But I'm with you, Imran. Like there's. I feel like Capcom loves to oversaturate the market with things they think are going to do well. I mean, look at Street Fighter in the 90s, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, even as a hardcore fighting game fan who is no good at them. I uh, I was just eventually I kind of threw my hands up. I was like, this is, this is enough. I've had enough. I'm done. I'm full. And I, I feel <laughs> like uh, as as a somebody who is a super casual Resident Evil fan, I probably will will make probably won't check out any of this. Stuff, honestly. <laughs> What I, want, uh-huh. what I want them to do is every time they make a movie of a video game, they have to make a at least two episode run of a Saturday morning cartoon from the nineties, complete with like a <laughs> like theme song and all that. I want to see the Monster Hunter Saturday morning cartoon. Like just do that and just be like it's four guys and like one lady who doesn't actually monster hunt, but she's a secretary for the Monster Hunting Guild or whatever, because that's how Saturday morning <laughs> cartoons work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like they they fight the evil monster guild every episode and like they have their wacky hijinks, and that's what I want to see. Because I don't—I'm not actually interested in watching the Monster Hunter movie. I'm going to because it's an intellectual curiosity, but mm-hmm. not because it's a good—probably going to be a good movie. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Same. No, that's, that's fair. That's exactly I, I, I can't imagine yeah. Monster Hunter being good. And from what I've heard from our patrons, like 
everything that has come out of it so far looks awful, aside from the monster designs, if I'm remembering I, I correctly. I think they showed off images yeah. of the Palico, and I think it, the, didn't its release date get moved up to the 25th now? I'm, Ooh, I, thought I, I thought I, I saw know. that, but I'm not of sure. Of this month, or when of, does that actually of, come out? Uh, December, tw- December 25th. I think oh, it was so Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. That's a great day to release a movie. I guess Wonder Woman's also releasing that day, so That's on HBO good job, Max, everybody. So. <laughs> good <laughs> scheduling. Middle middle of a pandemic and Christmas. I like it. Yeah, just a big F you to every uh, a movie reviewer there is. Just like, here's like five movies you have to review on Christmas. I mean, they don't they typically <laughs> do that on Christmas anyway? Like, it always sort of shocked me how many movies came out on Christmas, and then I realized, oh, there's always the people who don't really celebrate, so I guess it makes sense. I mean, yeah, I the weird uh-huh. thing to me is I didn't know that this was like a tradition for lots of people. Like I, I, I was trash talking it with a friend. I was like, who goes to the movies on Christmas? Like, I just want to, even if I'm not celebrating, I just stay home and get drunk or something. And, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I'm a dad. I've got four kids. We're definitely getting drunk on Christmas. You're getting the kids but, drunk on Christmas. Got it. I'm I'm, I'm taking fatherhood test. Whoa, whoa, that escalated quickly. Listen, well, you it's said no we're getting the kids drunk are on also Christmas. Drunk. <laughs> Listen, you, you gotta you, only only one group is allowed to be inebriated on Christmas, and it's either the children or the parents, but never both. I think never it's like it's a thing of like it's a tradition for people who have like their family come in on Christmas. Like I don't know what to do with you. Go to the movies, mm. and like that's. That's I guess fair. the Christmas tradition. Like my family doesn't come to visit me on Christmas. I don't go visit them because I'm lazy. And so, <laughs> yeah, I never have that kind of like, hey, there's a lot of foreign people in my house that I need to get out. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, but yeah. I, I imagine if like my my brood descended upon me for for Christmas, I'd probably be like, yeah, let's go anywhere that's not here. Let's just <laughs> out. <laughs> Please get out of the house for like an hour so I can sleep. Yeah, listen, guys, I yeah. suddenly don't feel well, but I also have 12 tickets to some movie you like. <laughs> so I think, uh, me uh, and my PlayStation 5 are going to be recovering together. And you guys, you go watch Wonder Woman. I think Dan um, and Twistle said it best. GBG Christmas Day drinkathon live stream confirmed. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, my family was always it, very like, it was, you know, lunch, uh, our di- Christmas dinner was really lunch. And then we digest hang out open presents then have leftovers for dinner hang out even more probably wouldn't even get home till eight o'clock so i couldn't imagine squeezing in a movie in there i just remember as a kid being like i got this stack of games i really want to play i want to go home i never heard that thank god for the uh yeah mobile one you know what though if if you don't celebrate the holiday or you just got a bunch of strangers you need to get the hell out of your house i'm all for it i'm not judging people that do it i've just never understood it um same that being said speaking of getting games for christmas or for your holiday celebration whatever you celebrate uh multiple asian retailers have listed the english localization release date of persona 5 scramble uh as being in february 2021 uh this comes from destructoid i I, mean, we, cool. I think Gamatsu picked it up first, <laughs> but uh, or Persona Central grabbed it first, and then Destructoid report. Uh, oh, gotcha. Got it back from them, but yeah, it's uh, the Persona fan site, Persona Central. Eastern retailers, including Indonesia's PS Enterprise and Singapore's Kishan or and Toy or Game, are among a handful of outlets who have posted the unconfirmed date, giving Persona fans even more hope because. I want this game. I've been wanting this game yeah. since it came out last year. And I got the Japanese version thinking, oh, cool. I'll be able to stream this and really like dive in. And now all of a sudden be like, nope, don't stream it. Like, 
that yeah that release timing tracks to me that seems like a pretty likely time period it's for weird that it took a year to but West. please this is make it happen. Though. I imagine the dub takes some t- localization takes some time. I also yeah. assume that Atlas Sega was probably real busy with Yakuza because that game had a hard date. It had to come out on the sure. Xbox launch. Yeah. So I imagine that was like the main priority. And then the other thing was like, also Hyrule Warriors is coming out at this date. That game's not going to move. Nintendo's not going to ta- exactly. move no. that game away from that, ha- that date. So February it is. That said, yeah, it probably should have come out in the summer or something because, like, it it did take a weirdly long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I have to wonder, I mean, Sega Sega Atlas don't seem like they're capable of putting out tons of games these days. <laughs> um, I mean, and they're not doing so hot. They're also working on, what, PSO2 New Genesis, which launches around the same time as this supposed localization release date, right? Does it? Hmm. Is, is that isn't that February 2021 for PSO2 New Genesis? I don't pay attention I, to PSO2 dates anymore. I assume they're all lies. I know, <laughs> Imran. You you and I have to. You know, the funny thing is, I was chasing that story for a very very long time. Like, what the fuck happened to Fantasy Star Online Two? They promised that, me that story, but then, like, I think uh, one, I lost my job, so that made, <laughs> that was one big obstacle. <laughs> Two, uh, I forget. Who, uh, Dan Shu, I think, got it for Polygon. And then he, he ended up writing like a five... It was a really good story that he went over the entire thing and talked to all the producers, which I would not have been able to do. I wanted to do like one article. But still, the, per, uh, the person who did promise me the story ended up leaving Sega before I, like, that story was written. So that was probably also part of the problem. But yeah, I, I always wanted to just like know what, the, what happened in 2013 that led to the announcement of PSO2 and the subsequent like seven-year delay. Yeah, like yeah. I, I, I've sent probably fifty to sixty emails in those years, trying to find out uh, what was what was going on, and eventually, like when PSO two finally launched, I was put in contact with someone, and they're like, "Yeah, we know you've been chasing this. Ask them anything you want." And so the first question was just, "What happened over the last seven years?" And they just <laughs> didn't answer. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, Maybe maybe some someday I'll I'll get to put together something on that. But the person I talked to definitely didn't have the interest in uh, in explaining <laughs> to me how it took that long. But I'm happy it's out now. I was really hyped when when it got announced. Like I I stood up in my chair. I was almost like the uh, like the guy that air guitared me at, at Bethesda a few years ago. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but, um, nice. Yeah, I yeah, was real so... happy it got announced, but then like I played an hour of it. I was like, cool, PSO two, yay! And then like never played it again. So like. Maybe not. Uh, I'm sure it's a very good game. I don't know that for me, I was necessarily like anticipating it for seven years. Yeah, I, I think that's the problem for me. In in my case, I played it over those seven years, just the Japanese version. I didn't play it, you know, consistently for seven years, but I've sunk a few thousand hours into PSO two. <laughs> and so when it came out in America, I was like, hmm, starting back at level one, huh? <laughs> Which I think I is the point yeah. of New Genesis. That's the like. Hey, we know this game is old now. What if we made it look like newer and like a a relaunch for America? But yeah. Hmm. yeah, yeah. There, I mean, it's like a whole new game, but also just an expansion. And then they're also porting its graphics engine to the old game. Like, I the messaging is super <laughs> confusing. Yeah. Uh, so Sega, yeah. if you're listening, tell it, sometime in the next seven years, let us know what you're doing with this. I would appreciate that. <laughs> Actually, back on Persona Five um, Scramble, are they going to make like? Is, are they just releasing that for PS4, or do you think they'll release a PS5 disc as well? 
It's PS4 oh, and Switch, man. right? Yeah, but yeah. I don't. Well, yeah, yeah, but it's also a PlayStation game. Um, oh, and, and frankly, yeah. I probably want to play it over there, seeing how Musou games handle on the on the Switch. I'd, yes. I'd probably yeah. take that extra horsepower. Oh no, and, I'm and, definitely yeah, going to pick up uh, uh, Scramble on the PS4, just because I can put it right yeah. next to PS. Uh, yeah, I guess like that's definitely the kind of game that you would. It's backwards compatible, so it's probably not a huge thing if they never put out like a PS5 version or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah. If they did put out what that one, that I'd probably get that. I mean, I the entire uh, I'm used to Muso games at this point though, so I play when I played of, of it on Switch, seemed fine, especially because they are definitely aren't going for as big of groups at least early on that other Muso games have. Uh, it's definitely much more contained in that way, which I think kind of works to its benefit. It really doesn't feel like a Muso game to me. It feels like it's just an action RPG version of Persona Five, which is great honestly Which, i'm so excited no see, for me there. for me though like a performant muso game is a is a singular joy like i i, <laughs> I agree I with like, I you. like when a muso game performs well i'm like damn these are really good and then i remember like the rest of them run at like 18 fps so well, see, i like... almost exclusively played fire emblem heroes on the frame rate mode like mm-hmm. I didn't mind the the, the knock in, in visual fidelity. It, it's Muso games are are one of like I'm not one of those people who thinks every genre, every game needs to be 60 fps. It's nice if they are, but I don't think it's necessary. But there are certain genres in, in which it's a lot more necessary, and I think Muso games fall into that into that group. Mm-hmm. I've, that's like that's what confuses me because like Hyrule Warriors on Switch ran really well. Like, it wasn't yeah. a rock-solid 60, but, like, among Musou Switch games, it was quite good. But nothing else, no other Musou games on Switch run quite as well as that, including Hyrule Warriors 2. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We should we and should it, have more on yeah. Hyrule Warriors 2 tomorrow, hopefully. Yeah, I'll uh, have some... But what I played at the demo time. was was definitely not the the best experience. <laughs> I, I was... I went in showy. hoping for like a Hyrule Warriors I one level remember, of quality and was blown away. <laughs> I did not feel it did not feel slideshowy to me until I tried out local multiplayer, local co-op. And before that, maybe it's just because I have such a hard time telling with frame rates and whatnot, but I didn't I wasn't getting massive slowdown for anything, uh, so it didn't bother me at all or I didn't mind it. But I was also that kid where I encountered slowdown on NES games or Sega games or whatever. I'm like, oh, sweet. There's so much action. The game can't even handle it. This is awesome. <laughs> I was like, that's a, that's a feature to me. It's like, oh, sweet. There's just that crazy <laughs> stuff going on. Not so much I anymore, mean, yeah. but that's what I thought of it as it, a kid. It's definitely not the case where it's, it's not bad enough that I don't want to play the game. But, you know, I, I am certainly sensitive to frame drops and such. And it definitely came off as, as quite stuttery to me and problematic uh, performance wise but you know it also looks great and that you know it's the switch mm-hmm. you can't have both and i certainly think they have have done a much you know more more than good enough job for me to want to play it it's not as though it's anywhere close to unplayable like mm-hmm. this what i saw in this has bothered me a, a lot less than something like Link's awakening right because mm-hmm. that game doesn't seem like it should be having performance issues sure given the visual style and given you know the the, the you know, it's essentially a top-down 2D Zelda, even though the assets are in 3D. A game like Age of Calamity, it seem you know, I can see why the Switch would struggle with that. So it's a little less frustrating for me in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Really let, quick, let me go ahead. Uh, just oh, sorry, I just wanted to call out something. Yeah, Dennis yeah, Jay please said in finish the chat. Um, Dennis J in the chat says, "Isn't it crazy that Age of Calamity got both announced and released before Strikers, which adds a, a bit of interesting context? Yeah, I guess that is true. Timing. Yeah. Oh God. There. Yeah. So. 
let me uh, let me reel us back in real quick, Imran, to answer your question that we that we labored the point on. Um, I don't think we're going to see a PS5 disc for uh, Persona Five. Um, I'm sorry, Persona Five Scramble. I wanted to say Strikers after after uh, <laughs> yeah, Ash's uh, answer. Scramble there. the Phantom. Strikers, uh, I don't think we're going to so. see a PS5 executable or, or a retail package for it. I would love for there to be. I think mm-hmm. that it would benefit from it greatly. I think any Musou game could benefit from increased horsepower, but um, I, I don't think we'll see one. But I, I would absolutely jump on board if it did come out. Yeah. Um, skip Easy down. excuse to spend $10 more or charge $10 more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, side note, the PS4 to PS5 like physical upgrade scenario, I've tried to do it a couple times. I can't get it to work. It's uh, garbage. <laughs> it is so terrible. Like yeah. even, digital is also really bad. Like it's oh, really? it is the thing that I don't think Sony thought about at all until like four weeks before the PS5 came out. It's like, oh yeah, I guess we gotta do this, huh? Like Borderlands I think is the most the most complicated situation I've ever seen for upgrading a game to the next generation, including just buying a new version of a game. Like wow. it is ridiculous. Immortal Kombat doesn't bring your save file over. Borderlands requires you to upload your character from the PS4 version to like and then download it onto the PS5. Oh my God. It's all just a mess. And I it it makes you appreciate that Microsoft was like, No, yeah, we're just gonna take care of it for you. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think there are things each company did better than others. Um, and definitely the the cross gen upgrade thing is something Sony does not yet have nailed. Like I they, I got sent out of nowhere like a PS4 physical copy of Watch Dogs Legion after I'd already completed the game on Xbox, <laughs> and so I was like, oh well, this is a great opportunity to test out upgrading. I don't, I don't know how to do it. I read the article. I looked for the <laughs> thing that said it should be there. It's not there. There's they're like, oh, just go into the game hub and there will be the option. I'm like, yeah, chief, it's not there. It's not. <laughs> I, I can reinstall the game as many times as you want. It won't show up. But that's fine. I've already played Watch Dogs. It's okay. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, we're, we're striking content as we go, folks. We're 57 minutes in. One more story. <laughs> so um, I'm going to, I'm going to skip uh, over our political Animal Crossing thing um that sucks that's my that's my hot take on it <laughs> also you know, it's dumb you can't stop it from doing that yeah yeah you, good luck you're not gonna stop it but um the big story here the one ash wants to talk about i guarantee <laughs> organizers for a major smash open competitive event the big house have received a cease and desist order from nintendo over their usage of a mod called slippy that allows smash brothers melee to be played online uh the caveat here is that you have to pirate the game to use the mod. Um, so right. so I can see kind of a... I, I can see both sides on this. Like, I mean, on one hand, yeah, piracy, not great. Don't do that if you can avoid it. Don't do it, you know. <laughs> I mean, games aren't like a, a, a required thing for life. Like, mm-hmm. you, you don't have to have games. So, right. you know, maybe don't pirate them. But I think there's also kind of a gray area. Like, if you have a melee disc and you know how to rip it yourself. Like I don't consider that piracy personally. Like you're making a copy of a game you own and you're not distributing it. Right. Those are all like very, like Mm. it it is definitely a a slippery slope kind of situation. It's like, Hey, rip your own disc. Don't share it with someone. Everyone's just going to say they did that. Right. Yeah. This Um, this isn't like smash ultimate with like, Oh, we changed heroes down B. This is like, you can't buy melee anymore. So right. yeah, that, it's not the like they're really the losing a whole lot by like if somebody pirated the game, they're not losing a sale because there is no option to buy a melee a copy of melee. 
right. from Nintendo. Exactly. Like right. that's where I kind of start to think this is obtuse on Nintendo's part. You you can't the game is no longer commercially available. And you know, it's it's nineteen years old. <laughs> like this is this is an old game <laughs> that Nintendo vote. is no longer selling. Like if it was mm. on the Switch eShop for ten bucks and people were still doing this, then I'd be like, okay, dude, go That'd go to the eShop and, and give them their $10 and play it online with your friends in your tournament. But uh, this is a situation where Nintendo's removed the game from sale. It, it can't be picked up anywhere. And they're just using a mod that lets you play it online. I'm not sure that I feel too bad for Nintendo here. I it's think, a, it's a I think difficult... what this is... Oh, go ahead, Imran. Oh, it's, a, it's a weird situation because, like... Or not weird, I should say. I understand both sides, like you were saying, Steve. Uh Yes, you can't buy this game anywhere. This is a really dumb thing to get haughty about. But on the other hand, yeah, it's a slippery slope. It is, if you start saying, hey, yeah, you can for your major tournaments in a scene that we're actually involved in these days. If you start using emulated versions, then that really opens the door to, like, whatever you want. Like, what if they yeah, start exactly. playing uh, Project M at these same tournaments and start streaming that stuff too. Then Nintendo has to be like, hey, we're out of this thing now because we can't support this emulated version because like, you can start doing this with Ultimate too and we've already given yeah. our great, good graces to one of these. Isn't so, there something out there? It's a really slippery slope. Yeah, isn't there something out there where they have to, they have to do slippy. those copyright uh, lawsuits in order to like maintain That's the copyright? That's what I was going to say. No. I think this is about posturing more than anything. This is so, about... The copyright lawsuit, like, that's apocryphal. That's not really a thing. Oh, okay. But, like, they, it's not that they have to, but it does present a harder legal argument the next time. Mm-hmm. When they do want to change something, someone can say, hey, but you said yes to this. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's, it's a exactly. really slippery so, slope here. It's, and it's, I just, it's like... Go ahead, Steve. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, that was, that was, I, was I agree. I, I think yeah, it's I was, a very slippery slope, and this is kind of about posturing and, and kind of putting their foot down across the board right and saying mm. you know it, it is short in the short term it's it comes off as a little tone deaf because this is a 19 year old game that they're not profiting from and melee is in this really weirdly specific unique position where it's a game that the community at least a small very vocal sect of the community still latches onto and plays to death 19 years later and that's not really anything you can you, there's no comparison for that anywhere else even street fighter yeah people still play street fighter 2 but not religiously the way people still play melee and so it's it's a unique situation but at the same time while i get why people are upset why melee fans are upset i think they also should have expected this i i think yeah. they you know at the same time we all know how nintendo, nintendo plays at this point <laughs> yeah exactly like this is it is it is shot it would be shocking to me if they did not know that this is how Nintendo was going to react, and they were kind of like, yeah, looking for that, like sniffing around for that fight, because exactly you would have to be real, real ignorant of the past twenty years of Nintendo mm-hmm. to go, oh no, they'll be fine with this. Yeah. This is not not going to be a big deal. Like, yeah, I Nintendo- get it. You only did this because of the pandemic, and you can't get people next to each other. You have to play online yeah. some way, but it's just the way it is you have to delay it or you mess it up and i I, as all of you have said you can see both sides but the slippery slope that we've mentioned with nintendo they have to do this right 
I, I agree with Imran on this. This is, you know, you had to know this was coming mm-hmm. if you've followed Nintendo for the last 20 years. They're notoriously litigious against, you know, fan games. People people using any of their IP in a way they don't approve. Nintendo is going to uh, bring the hammer down. They're, you know, the phrase Nintendo Ninjas exists for good reason. Um, the one thing I want to say, though, is the takeaway shouldn't be that you should get upset with Nintendo for doing what they've always done. You should get upset with Nintendo for not preserving these games, not making yeah. them available. That's sure. really what mm-hmm. you should be upset about. Don't be upset that they're telling you not to pirate a game, not to play it with mods. Be upset that they're not letting you buy this game. If a, you really the ultimate Melee, irony being, yeah. Well, yeah. It, it, the ultimate irony being if they did re-release, let's say they did Melee HD or something, you know the community still would prefer to use whatever, in, you know, <laughs> Home home brewed versions of the game I'm, they have because true, but know, they, the they would have really less of a foot to this. stand on at that point though. That's they the, would. That's the whole. Honestly, thing. like it's weird yeah. because Mario 3D All Stars is a game that like I'm personally extremely disappointed by. If they just did it with Smash Brothers, people would love it. If they were yeah. like, went like, yep. hey, here's the old thing exactly as it was. Here's a GameCube controller yeah. support. Here's exa- like exactly. some HD people graphics. There you go. You know. I go, here's my problem, right? Is it like, while I do actually, I, I've, I've made it pretty clear before that I'm not like, the, the Melee sector of the community often drives me crazy. I'm a huge Smash guy, but the Melee community gets really obnoxious sometimes to me. However, that said, I actually sympathize with them in this case, but my problem is that these uh, many of these same fans who are outraged by this are the same people who are outraged when Nintendo, for example, doesn't sink thousands of dollars or tens of thousands of dollars into supporting Melee tournaments. There is no financial incentive for Nintendo to support anything other than Smash Ultimate mm. in terms of the broader sect of the community. 99% of players are playing the newest game with 85 million characters in it. So I get why Melee fan. I, I think Melee fans should continue to play their game and keep fighting for it, but to get angry at Nintendo for not actively supporting it is, is to me like getting angry at Capcom for not continuing to actively financially support Street Fighter 4 after Street Fighter 5 came out, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, a good example is like when Street Fighter Rainbow used to be a thing. Oh, Capcom yeah. was like... Forgot not about that. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't see that played on the main stage of Evo. Even and if it was, Capcom yeah. would be like, haha, look at this funny thing. But they wouldn't, they wouldn't say like, okay, play this seriously. I don't think... Nintendo is actually in the wrong here, but I do, Nintendo's hand is too heavy for these mm-hmm. sort of things, and that is ultimately like, and also like the archiving thing, as Steve said, that's that's where they're erring is they are not understanding the nuance that they could get like place themselves in these situations. They're either no, don't do it, or no, do it, and mm-hmm. <laughs> either way, it's yeah. no. <laughs> but yeah, like GameCube it, could support on Switch, like having a virtual console for GameCube games. I think there's enough of an interest there, especially for the big ones. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. I know Fire Emblem I mean, yeah. fans would go nuts if they could actually get Path of Radiance for a decent amount of money and not you know, <laughs> right. spend $100. Nintendo releases it, but they only release until March 31st. There you go. There you That's, go. I love you. We, we split <laughs> actually, the baby. They're happy. We're happy. It's done. Perfect. Rob, Rob Arman X says something along those lines where they said Melee HD is only available from January 1st to January 2nd. And it would still sell like <laughs> 4 million Mario copies. <laughs> Oh yeah, right, exactly. But I guess that's the thing is we, you know, we also can't say with any certainty that Nintendo doesn't eventually have plans to re-release Melee in some fashion. Mm, and if yeah, they do, fair. then that's there's your excuse right there, you know. 
but it does suck for for good faith melee fans. I I, I can see this from both sides for sure. Yeah. Bottom bottom line, the, it would be nice if these games were available. But I think any corporation would probably, or at least most corporations, would probably do what Nintendo's doing here. Hmm. Um, I think so. I think that puts a nice little button on both that story and tonight's episode. So we've covered all the major headlines from today's news. Uh, before I. F- Fuck up this sign off. Imran, <laughs> where can we find you, man? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Imran, I-M-R-A-N-Z-O-M-G. Or you can find me on Kind of Funny on usually Tuesdays and Wednesdays for Gamecast. You can find our latest episode on YouTube right, not, right now on Kind of Funny Games, where we talk about next-gen systems and we nitpick the hell out of them. Um, you can also <laughs> find me, my bylines at various websites. I did a Yakuza piece on Inverse. I did some opinion pieces for IGN. I'm on Vice and other sites like that. So just look up my name. You'll either find me or the Prime Minister. Six of one, pick them <laughs> Good. <laughs> that screwed with me so bad when we became mutuals on Twitter because I, I name searched you on Twitter and I was like, wait, this is oddly like way more political than I expected. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, there's another famous Imran Khan. So, you uh, you and thousands of people who DM me every day. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. So one last bit of news or one last order of business before we sign off is that we have to do our thanks to all our patrons. Uh, so obviously, obviously, if you support us at any level, we're very appreciative of you again. you And if you don't support us yet, you can join us over at patreon.com slash GV gaming, where you can pick a tier, support us any tier. We'll be really happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but for those of you at the producer tiers and above, we have a very special thank you. Um, you know, again, without your support, this show wouldn't be possible. So for our producers, thank you so much. Hopefully your names are on the screen right now as I'm saying this. And for our executive producers, uh, you, of course, get a special thank you from me personally for this episode. <laughs> our executive producers are Rob, our man X, Dan and Twistle, Z Patty, Adam O'Sullivan, Floating Mew, Christopher, The D-Pad, Vesmio, OnStar, Dukemon, Diogo, Kieran Phillips, Benny Yao, my mom hi mom geller <laughs> shiny turkey titus malvolio jake pelka michael phone mitchell herring pop dog 23100 jay acosta game explain and i'm just gonna say the first name welcome aboard by the way our our first new one charles and remember like i said you can join us over at patreon.com slash gv gaming or you can just watch this on youtube later on uh, but you can join our live audience for as little as five dollars a month Thanks to everyone for watching. Uh, hope you had a good time hanging out with us. If you like this video, be sure to subscribe to Good Vibes Gaming for more good times like these. Until next time, good night and good vibes. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.